pretty legit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Got got some dubstep in there and gets the people going. Gets them going. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Oh, living the dream, bro. Living, living the dream. Living the fucking dream. The speed bump dream. <laughs> I'm gonna become a speed bump if I'm on that road much longer. <laughs> uh, welcome, my buddy. Uh, what, what? I was gonna ask you. I should ask you before I start recording. But do you? Do we say your road name? It doesn't matter. Do you want it? We call him a. Uh, this is Robert or Rob Hooligan Hagler, as you can guess. Hooligan. Uh, all, all my all my social medias go go by Hooligan. So, so Rob Hooligan Hagler. Caught you at kind of a shit spot in your life, but you know. Yeah, a little a little rough patch. We're gonna we're gonna start from the beginning because I know a little bit about you, but not 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 enough. So we're gonna start from the beginning. How far from the beginning do you want to go? <laughs> Are you from here? No, I'm from uh, from Cali. You're from Cali. From Cali. Oh, so, fucking me. I, I am too. Jason is. I'm, I'm from uh, the Central Valley. Like, like if, if you think of Cali, yeah. like the beaches and and like San Diego and San Francisco. Yeah, that's not where I'm from. <laughs> I'm, I'm from like cornfields and cow shit. So it's like, yeah, that's definitely like either central or north. It's, it's dead smack in the middle. Little little shit hole town called Visalia. Huh. It's like. 45 minutes from Bakersfield north and then 45 minutes south of Fresno. How long did you live there? Uh, until about 15, 16. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So you were like, you're literally from Cali. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I moved out here with my grandparents when I was uh, like third grade for a year and then moved back with my parents. And then uh, I was out there until my mom decided she wanted to come out here and fucking get away from drugs and shit. Mm. So mom came out here and like, we came with her. So you came out here with your grandparents? Yeah, uh, originally. Was your parents already out here? No, my parents were in, were still in Cali. Oh, you just left them out there? Well, both my parents were fucking uh, drug dealers. Oh, yeah. So, and they split when I was like 13, so then they became rival drug dealers. Oh, my God. Dude, it was fucking great. You serious? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, both both of them sold uh, the uh, I don't know what the the street term is anymore. I've been out of it so long, but they're both meth dealers. Shit. So you know, from the time I was, and as far as I can remember, dude, they both of them sold fucking sold meth. And when I became when I when I moved out here, my mom got my, my mom got got clean and you know moved away from it, but my dad was still slinging out there. So I'd come out, I was out here, and then I'd go to visit my dad on the weekends and became part of the street life out there. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. So are they, were they technically together, or are they together? Uh, well, they're, they're both dead now. Oh. Well, my, my mom passed away about three years ago. My dad is dead to me, so. I see. Okay. Hmm. You know what? When you say it like that, I do kind of recall some of the conversations you and I have had about it. Yeah, I, I don't want to go go too public with my dad's side. Yeah, yeah, yeah I understand. He's dead. <laughs> I just, I just tell people, yeah, both both parents died. For, from what you told me, I can see definitely why. So, damn man. And your mom just recently passed. Yeah, she she passed in uh, twenty twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen sucked, bro. Like it was pre COVID, so like everybody talked about, oh, nineteen was was the best year before COVID. No, dude. 19 I'll take 20 fucking covids over 119 Yeah yeah and that if I recall right is when you found out most of the stuff about your your bio dad No well yeah when the beginning of 19 I went through a divorce 
I was with my with my ex-wife for like nine years. So then I went through divorce with her, and then like two weeks later, I find out all the info about my bio dad. And then I literally tried to kill him in front of the cops. <laughs> like cops had him handcuffed on the on the street on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. and I walked by and tried to kill him. Shit. So I almost ended up in jail myself. Yeah, without getting too much farther into that, that's fucking insane, man. But yeah, that that the beginning of that put me down like a little dark hole for a minute. I'm sure. And then uh, that was that was January of 19, and then April 19, my grandpa died. My grandpa was like was like my dad to I, me. I was gonna say your grandparents sound like they were more your parent figure. Yeah. Well, m- my mom was always there. I mean, no matter how high she was or what she was doing, she was always there, always make sure we were taken care of. Mm-hmm. But my grandpa, like, he's not even my biological grandpa either. He got with my grandma when I was. Oh shit! I want to say like eight or nine. God, he sounds like a good dude. Yeah, dude, uh, he was amazing. He, him, him, and, my, and that was that was on my, on my mom's side, and then my grandpa on my dad's side was also like my a step a step grandparent. The two of them basically raised me and taught me how to do what what I do now. But he he died in uh, April twenty seventh of nineteen. Fuck. And I went down a complete. I mean, I was already spiraling. Right. But then I went down like a complete fucking dark rabbit hole, drinking drugs, mm-hmm. women, just, you know, anything I can think of to get my, my mind off the shit. Right. Yep. And then May, I ended up having a stroke. That's right. Like, I had a, I had two small strokes before that one. But then like May, May 4th, I was supposed to be a, a bouncer over at La Perla in Glendale, a little Mexican bar for Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took a nap and woke up, couldn't feel my face, couldn't feel my arm, my leg. Oh, so you got the full effect? Oh, yeah, dude. I was completely paralyzed. Oh, my God. And uh, my girlfriend at the time was at work. So I was literally in the apartment by myself. In a, we were upstairs apartment. And uh, I'm like, yeah, dude, if I can, I call 911. I'm like, yeah, something just, something just doesn't feel right. <laughs> something seems so to be missing. I, I, I crawled on my hands and knees and got to the fucking front door to open the door. Oh, shit. And uh, they come in, check my blood pressure, check my blood sugar, and my blood pressure was uh, 197 over 198. Holy. Two, no, I'm sorry, 217 over 198. That's fuck. That's, yeah. That's high, right? Oh, that, that's deadly. Yeah. And uh, the paramedic's like, yeah, man, we don't, we don't really see anything wrong with you. you your blood pressure is high. Excuse me? Do you want to go to the hospital? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to go to the hospital. I would, yeah, let's take that trip. So they, they carry me. It took four firefighters to carry me downstairs. I mean, I'm, at this time, I was playing semi-pro football, so I was, like, maybe 290, 300. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it took four firefighters to drag me down, and I coded out in the ambulance, completely completely flatlined. No shit. Yeah. It, like, if I would have refused medical service, I wouldn't be here right now. Right. For sure. But I flatlined in the ambulance, and they, uh, they shocked me and brought me back to life. And then pulling up to the hospital, they had to shock me again. I flatlined twice on the way to the hospital. And then, uh, God. Had to, had to learn how to walk and talk all over again. Did you? Yeah. Fuck. Ni- 96 days I was out of work learning how to walk and talk. I fought like hell to get back to work. And when stuff when stuff like that happens, like, there's nobody funding this, right? No, bro. Like, I was living on, I, was, I just went through my divorce. Right. I had my own house, living on my own. Um, I was working, I don't know if I can say the name or not. I was working uh, for the yellow tow trucks. 
Oh, oh, okay, okay. The, 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 the big yellow tow trucks in, here in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I may have shared some of my history. For, for the listeners, you know, we, we, him and I both have bounced around quite a few tow truck companies here in the Valley. Uh, so you'll hear about a couple different ones, and we'll try and be a little bit less specific on which ones. We'll just say colors. We'll say <laughs> colors, and you can pick it out on your own. But, uh, yeah, I, mean, I was working there, and I had great benefits when I was there. But, I mean, I went from making $2,000, $3,000 a check to getting short-term disability of, like, $500 a month. Yeah, which is shit. Yeah. So, you know, my grandparents loaned me some money to try and keep my house. But I went from the ho- I was in a coma for two weeks in the hospital. And then I woke up from the coma, and they sent me to um, an inpatient rehab center. So I was in the rehab center, and, like, this place was hell, bro. I hated, like, I had a roommate that was, like, schizophrenic. Inpatient means you, you're you living there temporarily. Yeah, yeah it's, it's basically like um, like uh, an old folks' home, really, is what it was. <laughs> oh, fuck. But the, the area I was in was the younger group, and my roommate was, like, schizophrenic and always talk about killing himself and killing me. And I'm like, y'all, you gotta get the fuck, you gotta get me out of here. <laughs> you guys I'm need, gonna fucking die. This is not good. So I was there for like four days and checked myself out. I didn't know how to walk. I stole a fucking wheelchair to get my, get myself out to the car when my mom got, got there to get me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I was, I went, went and moved in with my mom, gave up my house, basically gave up everything. I went home, went with a buddy of mine and picked up a bunch of my clothes and stuff and, left everything else in my house such a scary perspective man that you can have things heading in a completely solid direction and then literally just waking up can change that direction in a fucking blink of an eye yeah dude like I, I literally went to sleep like that that day May 4th me and my girlfriend at the time went up to uh, Sedona for lunch like we literally went up to have lunch we seen fucking we watched a TikTok and seen some wings that they had up there so like yeah let's go try them out we, you know we both worked this afternoon so we went up early in the morning had lunch, came home. She got dressed, went to work, and I'm like, I'm gonna take a nap. You know, mm-hmm. I'm about to go work until three, four o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna go take a nap. And when I woke up, it just wasn't right. Like, Damn. You go to sleep, you're feeling totally fine. I mean, I was I was playing with the white powder at the time, and you know, drinking a lot. But I was that day. I don't th- I don't think I did anything that day. Did they tell you what truly attributed to it? No, they didn't find out until like four months ago. What actually happened when you were going through all your other stuff? Mm-hmm. But going going back to nineteen, you know, after well during my recovery process, my mom died. Fuck, dude! Like it that's why you said nineteen was a fucking yeah. year. Well, I, I was sitting up at Lake Pleasant. I was I was in my pickup truck. I had my AR fifteen sitting on the floorboard. The pain of my head, like the headaches I was getting, I didn't know how to walk. I can barely talk. My whole left side was still weak and basically paralyzed but I still was able to drive myself around because I used my right side you know right foot for gas and brake and right hand for steering and shit so uh, I went up to Lake Pleasant and I was done dude I was gonna end it yeah I sat there with my AR-15 truck and drive top of the hill gonna pull the trigger and fucking let the truck coast off into the water and uh, something something told me like don't do it I got on Facebook to to post my last message and first thing I see on Facebook with my daughter. Fuck. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, that's intervention. And like, I, I thought I had my ex-wife blocked. Mm-hmm. Like, my ex-wife posted a picture of my daughter and that's the only thing that stopped me from doing it that night. I left the lake, went up to my girlfriend's house and uh, passed out, 
woke up the next day, my brother-in-law calls me, my, my sister's husband. And uh, literally th- the very next day, bro, after fucking trying to off myself. And uh, my brother-in-law calls me. He's like, hey, dude, um, your mom is not breathing. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, your sister's doing CPR right now. Paramedics are on the way. I'm up on 17 in Deer Valley. I lived on, my mom lived on 107th Indian School. I made it to the hospital the same time the ambulance did. (laughs) During rush hour traffic on a Friday. Mm -hmm. I was in the left lane, like on the the shoulder, up against the concrete wall, all the way down the 101, doing a buck 20. Fuck. I pulled into the, I pulled in the hospital parking lot as my sister pulled in, following the ambulance. Did they say why she passed away? Um, it's really unknown. Um, I, I didn't want to do. I, I didn't want them to have to do a bunch of autopsies and stuff. So I wanted to donate her body for, uh, for her organs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, they did a they did a little autopsy, and um, she died of uh, fentanyl. She Shit. was she wasn't like at this point in her life she wasn't she wasn't addicted to anything. She had uh, she was going to pain management for her back and her knees. She was a heavy set woman. It was supposed to be losing weight to get knee surgery, mm-hmm. and uh, so she was going doing um, pain management for her knees. And uh, somebody broke into their house and stole her pain pills. They broke in, fucking ransacked her whole house, and they took a bunch of money, a bunch of pain, all, all of her prescription for for her pills and everything. So she bought them from somebody at work, and they had fentanyl in them. Fuck, dude. You know what? I'm sorry. To, I don't. Want, I want. I won't sidetrack too much, but that actually just happened. To somebody in my family last month. Yeah. Pain pills just laced. Yeah, it's like you can't trust anybody no more, bro. Like no. this is one of like she was I mean, she's gone now, so I can say it. She was a general manager at fucking McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Like she she had a great job. You know, yeah, it's McDonald's, but dude, she was making like six figures. She had fucking money. But yeah, it's just it's just weird, you know, she she went to bed, she wasn't feeling right. And uh she was a workaholic like I am. Yeah. But she's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not feeling good. I'm going to go to the hospital tomorrow on my day off. And she never woke up. Didn't get the chance to do that. Yeah. Fuck, man. My, my sister found her not breathing. She, she was like gasping for air in bed. Right. My sister threw her on the floor and started doing CPR. That's so scary, man. Like, that's, that's just fucking terrible. All it was was trying to be is just general pain management. Yeah. yeah she, she was literally, and she wasn't, like I said, she wasn't abusing her pills. She her her house literally got fucking broken into, and I, I already know who it was, but you know that's beside the point. I was gonna say here nor there. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, that part's over with. But uh, her yeah her house got broken into. They stole her pain pills and she was gone. Jesus. So and then after that she was she moved in with my grandparents when my grandpa died, and uh, then that's where I moved into with my with my mom and my grandparents. Well, mm-hmm. my, my mom and my grandma. Mm-hmm. And so basically, my mom was my caretaker and my grandma's caretaker, and then she worked at you know a night shift. So when me, me and my grandma were both asleep, my mom was at work. But uh, after my mom died, my grandma was di- she was di- already diagnosed with stage four brain cancer. So we knew my gr- we knew my grandma was, was going to be gone any day. God, dude. And my grandpa died of lung cancer. And they both got diagnosed at the same time. Grandpa had lung cancer. Grandma had brain cancer. And your body's trying to fucking yeah. keel over. My body's like, uh, you're fucking done, bro. Yeah, dude. But yeah, then, then uh, August of 19, my grandma died. So, like, literally, boom, 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 boom. All in 19, from January to August. Fuck. 
eight months of just shit. Yeah. Woo. So it was just like, I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take 20 fucking 2020s over 119. 20 ain't got nothing on 19, bro. Yeah, I only saw two in a year, and it just, it it feels literally like it just leaves you in a void. Yeah. You know what it, I mean? Well, I mean, you go your whole life with these people. Right. You know, you look it up. You know, I, I looked up to my grandpa like it was my dad. And then they're just. And he was gone. Just like, I was, gone. I was, I was at the Cardinals draft party when I got the call. I was literally over here at the Cardinals stadium at the draft party. Got the call. He's going to the hospital. Next day, he was gone. But, I mean, I, I'm, I'm lucky enough to say I was there when my grandpa took his last breath. And when my mom, when they finally took my mom off the ventilators, I was there holding her hand when they, when they took her off, too. I mean, that's a benefit. Yeah. You got to say your goodbyes, kind of. I, I didn't get to say goodbye to my grandma. I mean, we really didn't have the, the best relationship, me and her. Mm-hmm. But uh, when my mom died, she moved to uh, Missouri with my aunt. So my sister and her family flew out there for her last, her last days. But I stayed back here with the, the animals and my job and kept working. Jesus. So knowing a little bit more about your story, um, was this was this part of the reason that you guys took the adventure to uh, Arkansas? Oh, absolutely. Just to get the fuck well, away from that shit? Everything, everything that had to do with my dad, um, the family decided, you know, once he got out of jail, mm-hmm. the day he got out of jail, I was going to kill him again. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was dead set. You're getting released from, Fort, or from Lower Buckeye Jail. I'm going to be there August 8th. I remember the date, bro. I still remember the date that he got released from jail. Mm-hmm. That's how much hatred I had for him. But my whole plan was to be at the jail the day he got out. Just I was going to fucking take him out right there. I didn't care what happened to me. But I was, uh, that's actually when, when I met the girl I'm with now. Me and her ended up going to uh, Vegas that weekend just so, just so I wasn't in town. Mm-hmm. Just so I can get away and... That way, if something happened to him from somebody else, I wasn't here. Yeah, smart move. Alibi. Yeah, I'm, I'm on record in the court during his, during his uh, sentencing hearing, telling him I'm going to kill him mm. right in front of the judge, Fuck. in front of the bailiff, everybody, bro. So they're the watching court, you. Court reporter sitting there typing away. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, but, man. Yeah, when, when uh, 2021 came around, when we decided, well, the end of 2020, we decided, you know, I'm going to sell my... I had a party bus business. I, I mean, I was making damn good money with that. Mm-hmm. And I was working at the, the yellow... T- or the orange tow trucks at the time. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's it's time to, to change up and, you know, go explore. Fix things a little bit. Well, I mean, my whole life I've been working. Since I was 15, I've had a full-time job. Mm-hmm. You know, I started... I started fi- when I was 15. If I wasn't playing football in high school, I was washing dishes at the pizza place down by my house. I was going to ask you a little bit more about that, too. Did you go to high school out here? Yeah. yeah I went, went to uh, Westview. Where was that? Uh, over in Avondale, 107th Indian School. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I went to Westview um, uh, freshman, sophomore, half of my junior year. And then I left junior year and went to a charter school and graduated my, my junior year. I graduated a year early. You got your diploma? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Gra- I was actually... Uh, so I, I was 16 when I graduated. So I guess I was probably 13 when I moved here. Because I, I, went, I went here, I went here all, all through high school. So I was probably late 12, early 13 when I, is when I moved here. So I kind of feel a little bit like <clears throat> in the fact that 
you had to go to work early on. You know, I can kind of empathize a little bit with that because I had to do the same thing. Well, I've been, shit, I've been hustling and making money since I was like ten. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not like, I don't have like the, the the street game and shit like that. I never had to sling anything. That stuff was kind of that kind of admitted me somehow. Yeah, I mean, when when I was like ten is when my dad left, and my mom, I mean, like I said, she was she was a drug dealer, but she wasn't big time selling. You know, pounds and quarter pounds, and you know, making right. all this drug money. She was right. selling nickel and dime bags. You know, she slinging just, enough to make a little just cash, enough, just enough to pay rent, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was a kid, I, you know, even though both my parents were drug dealers, you, know, you think, oh, your parents are drug dealers, you got all this drug dealer money and escalate. Fuck no. <laughs> I come home and there's an eviction notice on the door. I come home and they're, you know, hey, do I have power so I can fucking watch some TV or? Do I do I have power or water so I can take a fucking shower? Mm-hmm. You know, that that was my childhood. And that, you know, that's why I started when I when I was so young, dude, make, making money. And my dad used to dumpster dive and get uh, get bicycle like parts of bikes and shit. I had probably a thousand bike parts in my backyard. I'd put bikes together, custom build bikes for people, sell them. Here, mom, here's some money for fucking power. You know, go get some groceries. Damn, so you got to work early. Oh, dude, I was I was probably ten years old when I started fucking building bikes, and I, I got our I got our power bill turned back on. By fixing a uh, a PlayStation One, <laughs> I had I had three PS Ones. I fucking took them all apart and found the broken parts, put them back together, pawned the motherfucker, and gave my mom the money for the power bill. Only because I wanted to play the other PS One I had. <laughs> that's fucking that's fucking cool though, dude. Not yeah. a lot of people can say that. Well, I'm, I mean, there is a lot of people that can say, just not a lot of people that I've met. You know, you uh, really fucking went down to the grind and. Yeah, like like I said, since I was like ten, I've been I've been always finding ways to make money and shit. Mm-hmm. And then when we moved out here, we you know we lived with my grandparents when my mom wanted to restart her life. We lived with my grandparents for a few years. She got a job, and I didn't, there was like two years of my life I didn't have to worry about money. You know, I'm like, hey, I'm, I can be a fucking kid. I can go play football. I can do whatever I want to do. And then mom moved into her own house, and bills got tight again. You know, she didn't have the drug money to fall back on. She didn't have, right. you know, any any kind of a hustle to fall back on. She had her, her regular nine to five. So at that point, I started going back to my dad, you know, knowing he's still in the game. Mm-hmm. So I'd go out there, pick up some stuff, come back out here, get rid of it, go back out there, pick up some more stuff, come back out here, get rid of it. Damn, dude. And then he started, he started actually hiring me. I was like 16, 17 when he fucking, when I first got my... Uh, the cell phone he gave me, he's like, yeah, there's some numbers on here. And in, in the name contact, there's a, a price. That's how much money they owe me. Go get it. Oh. So I'm 17 years old with a Glock in the streets of Cali collecting drug debts from my fucking piece of shit dad. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that's, that's, how I, that's how I've lived until shit about five, six years ago. I'm going to, I'm going to, I have a question and I, and I want to word it a specific way because I feel like it's important because, um, you may or may not have had the opportunity, but did you have much chance growing up this way to, to stop and think about the consequences of what's going to happen because of it? Absolutely not. You didn't have the opportunity? No, I, I, I didn't actually, it, it was just survival, right? It, it was, it was mostly survival, bro. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have the time to sit back and think, oh, if I get caught beating this dude's ass because he owes my dad a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen to me? Granted, I was a minor. I would have been out in a couple days. 
it would have been on my minor record, and you know, I could have got it expunged. Right. And that's why my dad used me. That that's why my dad was using me to do it all for him. Fuck, that's fucked up. But I mean, dude, I did some bad shit out there in Cali. And I mean, I don't know if the statute of limitations are over on those. <laughs> so I'm not gonna go into details, but yeah, yeah, I, that's all good. I did some bad shit out in Cali, bro. Damn man. And my dad knew that you know if I got caught, you know it'd be washed off when, by the time I was 18. So he didn't really give a shit. I think it's just so we're clear. I think it's fucking pretty amazing that you know coming from a world of something that you know how to survive in, that you're trying to do shit completely legitimate these days. Oh, I mean, dude, I, I I actually switched like everything over fully legit, like shit. I got I got with my ex wife when I was. 19 and I was still dabbling a little bit here and there with the street stuff but I look back and I you know my my mom got caught because the job that she got before McDonald's she was uh, working at a mail store she'd ship packages like a UPS store kind of mm-hmm. there was a group of people that would come in and ship out drugs Fuck. and she caught on to it and she's like hey you know I can make sure these get there I just need some kickback. Right. My mom flipped right back in her old ways. It's that easy, you know, man. It, well, it's that easy, but she was also, you know, hurting for money. Right. You know, she's trying to survive herself. So she started, you know, taking it on the cut on this, on you know, all this stuff. And I got drug into it. So, you know, there for about two or three years, you know, I was helping my mom and, and this group of people. And uh, then my mom got caught. They did a whole ass raid and my mom ended up doing some time in Tent City. And that's what I'm like, well, fuck, this is, like, really real, like, you know, sh- she was she was looking, like, 20 years, 25 years. Jesus. And she ended up taking a plea deal and ended up getting two years in Tent City with work release. And that's when she got the job at McDonald's. Oh, God. She, she, she started from the bottom at McDonald's in two years. The day she got released, she became a general manager. I, I understand, man, that, like, consequences are consequences, but... Tent City makes me just cringe out here. Oh, absolutely, man. dude. Dude. But I mean, she she had a great boss at McDonald's. Like he, uh, um, he would schedule her like extra hours mm-hmm. on paper, but those extra hours she was scheduled, she was at home, so she was able to see the family, see the kids. That's fucking great. Take a shower, eat a real fucking meal. You know, my kids had no clue for two years what even happened. I'm like, yeah, ma- uh, grandma got a second job. She's working at a warehouse at night. So for for two years, my kids, you know, my son thought my mom was working at a fucking warehouse overnight. So, you know, he'd go over there and she, her boss would schedule her on Sundays, but she didn't work a day, a single minute on a Sunday. She was at home all day. She was a Cardinals fan. Mm-hmm. So he'd schedule her on Sunday so she could come home and watch the Cardinals game with the family. What a fucking blessing. Dude, it was, it was a mate. Like, I, I owe so much to that man. Yeah. Like, I, I wish I could say his name out here just so I can give him some blessings. But if, if he ever hears it, he knows who he is. Right. That's, that's, that's all he's, that's all he's still He's on my Facebook. He's on, he's on all my social medias. Like, I fucking love that dude, bro. That's fucking amazing. And I met so many people that worked at McDonald's with my mom that are still I still talk to today. Hell yeah. And she, I mean, she's, she saved so many people. Just, you know, her stories and, her, and, and just the person she was. My mom was a fucking angel, bro. You know, she did, she did some shit. You know, she never did, never got violent with anybody, never, never had to do the violent stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she was selling rocks, yes. But my mom was a fucking angel. It's such a, 
it's such a hard conversation to have like an open mind with because you know everybody the the general assumption is that you know you're just doing it for the money and this and that and and, and then the other the other side of that is sometimes people are just doing it to survive well absolutely you know I mean, and and that's the gray area where things really get lost in translation because if you have to survive then I'm 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 an open fucking mind, you know, and I, I hate to say it that way, but well, and I mean, especially out in California, in the Central Valley, dude, and drugs are so rampant out there. There's there's so much drug, so many drugs, right? You know, and there's really not much workforce. You know, Central Valley is a is a, a real poor area, especially the town the towns we lived in. I mean, rent rent out there for a two bedroom apartment was like three hundred bucks. And that's California, dude. Like California prices are stupid. Yeah. But these little few towns, the rent's like three, four hundred bucks. To this day, it's you know I, I can go there right now and probably get a two bedroom apartment for maybe eight hundred, nine hundred dollars. Isn't that damn? Yeah. <laughs> that one took a second to click. Cause... Yeah, like it, it, it's it's so cheap out there, but it's cheap because there's no jobs. Right. You know, it, it's like there's no sustainability out there. Think about living in like Whitman. Mm-hmm. And there's no other towns around you for an hour, so you have to work at whatever there is in Whitman to fucking work at. That's how it was out there in Cali, you know. Unless you're working in the fields, you know, picking grapes and you know picking oranges and shit in the fields, which that shit doesn't pay either. So it, it was a real, it's a real farming land out there. So you know, you have your dairy work, your field work, or drugs. Yeah, and it's there's you can't just like walk down the street and grab some place to work. No, there's I mean, everything there is mom and pop owned. You know, little small businesses here and there. You know, there's really no incorporation. Well, at, at the time there wasn't. I haven't been out there in years, so at, at that time you know there's not really like WalMarts and you know food cities and you know big places you can go work and and make a, a decent living. Right. I mean, not saying you know Walmart doesn't pay worth a fuck anymore either no but there's really no no money out there there's no factories you can go work at and you know work a fucking nine to five so my parents started selling drugs it's, it's crazy to think that like like even even in this day and age with what you and i are doing <clears throat> we are at, at at the top of the middle class as as far up as we can be, you know, without without being somewhere extremely corporate and highly invested. I mean, we have the potential to make so much money, what we doing, right? You know, being being commission, there's there's a chance to make so much money. You know, if you work a salary job, you know what you're making every month. You gotta stay off TikTok, bro. Dude, I'm not. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to fix something and it's not happening. <laughs> But like no, with with uh, with like tow trucks, you know, working commission, there you know, there's no ceiling. If if you could, if you're busy enough and you can run, you know, like the hours we we ran at the Orange Company. Mm-hmm. Shit, think about how much money we make right now. Dude, if we were doing those hours, that was. I mean, we were literally on call twenty four seven. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there was times I worked twenty thirty hours straight. Right. I'd, I'd stop at a, a rest area and sleep for two or three hours and start running again. I was going to say they'd give us four hours. Yeah. And I didn't even get that. I live too <laughs> far. I live too far out. You, you're right here in, by Anthem. Yeah. I live, you know, 20 miles from you. 
it was, so, it, it was like, such hey, a that hey, was such a, a bizarre a experience, hours. man. Yeah, I and I I do think about that, but well, I think about it a lot because like I really learned what my body can do. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you push your. Sh- <laughs> you, you don't actually like understand like you know people who work forty hour weeks. Yeah, there was one week I worked one hundred and twenty one hours. There was only what's, what's there like one hundred and forty two hours in a week or some shit. Right. I worked 121 hours, bro. I would pack, I would pack a bag. I'd pack a suitcase. When I my first day on, my old lady would drop me off in my truck. I dr- jump out with my suitcase. I had all my work uniforms in my suitcase. I take showers at truck stops. So there was definitely a couple of uh, a couple of weeks where there was only like, you know, th- three hours of sleep in a 24 hour period. Oh, absolutely. And just do it again, and you. I mean, there, there was a time I was, I was running for, like, the the longest I ever ran over there was 42 hours straight. And the only reason I didn't make it to 43 is because I fell asleep on the 17. <laughs> <laughs> I think I fucking remember that, too. I, I fell asleep on the I-17 and 7th Street or 7th Ave. And uh, I was in the right lane. I woke up. My driver's side front tire was climbing the fucking barrier. Oh, shit. About ready to flip. Oh shit! I, I had a, like a big F three fifty in my bed. So yeah, I, that that's the only reason I didn't make, I didn't make it to forty three hours. <laughs> so I, I literally I had like twenty two miles or twenty two minutes to go. So I'm like, yeah, I, I can make it. I can make it. But that's when I learned my limit is twenty or forty two hours. It's it's amazing what you find out when the pressure is applied and you have to survive. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I sit and look at look back at it now like. What the fuck was I doing? Right. Was was it actually worth it for, you know, for the pay, for the no, paycheck? Absolutely not. Like, I could have killed myself. Yep. I could have killed. You know, my my wife and kids could have been driving on the same road I was on. I could have hit my wife and kids and fucking killed them. Yep. Because I was tired. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I'm appreciative that I learned what my limits are, but <laughs> don't push your fucking limits. <laughs> well, dude, it was like. Being being in that kind of a situation and then making the phone call to say no, and then your no being just... Unheard? Yeah, just like, well, we we have one more that we need to do, and we have, uh, uh, there's, 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 there's this and there's that, and you just feeling like, that's defeat, like, fuck, really? Dude, when, uh, before you came on... My brother-in-law, we lived when, when my grandma died. My uh, sister and brother-in-law moved in with me. And I, I, was st- I was still at my grandma's house, so I ended up getting my brother-in-law a job with up there. And uh, so we, we, you know, we had both trucks at the house. It was nice, you know. Whenever he was off, was my first day on, so I literally jump in his truck, and run a couple, you know, a couple calls, and end up up back, you know, back up north. Got my truck, mm-hmm. and then his first day on, I give him a ride up to his truck so we weren't using any of our own gas you know, right. it was 101 miles from my house to the office so I'm like, god I, damn I, yeah I'm like, i don't really want to use my own gas no so i mean it worked out having him you know along there with me but uh i was an anthem i got a call i forgot what it was but he ended up getting a dps call in anthem so he went and got that pulled into the, the circle k up there He's like, dude, I'm too fucking tired. I can't do this. God. I'm like, all right, well, this call is going back to Phoenix. I, I actually think I was going, going by my house. I'm like, take my truck, 
go drop this one off and go home. I'll take your truck up north, drop that car off, and I'll be home sometime, Soon. you know, in the morning. Yeah. So I go up, drop that, drop that truck off, get home, and my truck's not there. My, my tow truck's nowhere in sight. I'm like, what the fuck is do that? So I start calling dispatch. They don't answer the phone. I call the owner. He doesn't answer the phone. I'm like, what the fuck? So I start blowing dude's phone up. No answers. So I'm thinking he's fucking off in a ditch somewhere. He's, yeah, he's already fucking done it. So I jump back in the truck, start driving back up, you know, looking both ways, trying to find his ass. I pull back and I say, okay, he's still in the same spot, passed the fuck out. Completely fucking out, bro. I'm Damn. like, yo, you just slept for four hours. Time to wake your ass up. Take your truck home. I'm taking my truck and going to drop that car off, and then I'm going home. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would have been done hours ago. But because he was too tired to run, I, I ended up taking all these fucking calls. And that's just the person I am. Like, that's that's my work ethic. Like, shit mm-hmm. needs to be done. I'm going to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's – I learned that from, from my mom and my grandpa, you know. Shit needs to be done. I'm going to fucking do it. No matter how tired I am or, or what it takes. It's work. Work pays my bills. Work keeps the roof over my kid's head. That 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 place was so wild. Uh, without saying no to any calls or any service requests. Bro, like, I got a call at like 3 a.m. in Anthem. Yeah. It's 45 minutes from my house. Right. I get there, and it's for a lockout. Yeah, the car is in the dude's garage. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you how many lockouts I did. Yeah, the, car, the car's in the dude's garage. I call him, call him, no answer. I, I called I sat there probably 15 minutes trying to call a dude. Yep. Knock on the door, nothing. Finally, get back on the 17, coming south, you know, going home. He calls me, goes, hey, man, sorry I was in the shower. I missed your call. No, it's too late now, I'm like, all right, well, I'm, I'm like 15 minutes away. I'll, I'll be back. So I turn around, went back up there, and I get there to do the lockout. I'm like, you know, I look, look at my watch. I'm like, you still going to be able to make it to work on time? Oh, yeah, man. I, I, don't, I don't have to go to work until noon. <laughs> Bro. You asshole. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. He goes, yeah, I just got home from the bar, and I accidentally locked my keys in the car when I got home. Should have dealt with this in the morning. Like, so you, you could have called at, like, fucking 11 and got the shit done. Right. I just woke up out of bed after being awake for fucking ever, and now you want to fucking... Call for a tow. Dude, I was I was pissed. I was, uh, I was gonna say because uh, me and Jason worked there at the same time, and shortly there towards the end, we kind of figured out we figured out the reins and we figured out how to work with the dispatchers better, and we got to a point where him and I could coordinate with both the the sets of calls that we were given, and we would coordinate whose route was better to what call. And him and I would just chop and chop and, and look for a fucking end of the calls well, to hopefully make the night a little bit easier. When my, when my brother-in-law first started, they were waiting for his, uh, his insurance to clear and everything. Mm-hmm. We ran 23 calls in a 12-hour shift. God, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, he, he's already had experience towing and everything. He worked for the, the big yellow company like I did. He went and worked for another company that that I was at before I went up there. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he's a he was already a tow truck driver. He knew what knew what to do. They were just waiting for his insurance to clear. So we were just busting shit out, dude, left and right. And we got we got one with a tire change on uh, the HOV side. You know, Ooh, left lane. Left lane, passenger side tire, all the worst fucking op- options we had, and. Uh, so I'm like, dude, stay in the truck. Yeah. He goes, what? I'm like, dude, stay in the fucking truck. 
I said, I'm not going to explain to my sister how you're fucking dead and her kids are going to, you know, go up without a dad now. And he's like, well, how am I going to explain to your wife? I'm like, I don't have a fucking wife. <laughs> I'm fucking single at this point. Like, stay, yeah. stay your ass in the truck. My kid will forget about me sometime soon. <laughs> like, and, and that's, that's how I, I fucking lived for so long, bro. Like, I just, I had no cares for so fucking long. And I'm like, you know, fucking stay in the truck. I'm going to go knock this out. If I get hit and killed, my kid will forget about me. She's fucking five. But, yeah, that, that's, that's the mentality I had for so fucking long. Yep. It was, it's, it's so scary, some, you know, looking back at, at how I was compared to how I've been for, like, the last five years. Mm-hmm. It's scary as fuck. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, having... I, I don't like to use the word, like, a reckless mentality, but it kind of is. Just to get the bills paid. I, I want to say so much reckless. Yeah. It's like, I, I guess it is reckless. It, it is just a little bit, but your your mind and your heart's in the right place. That's that's the shitty part. Like, like my, my you're whole, willing to be the reckless person. Yeah, my whole concern was making sure that customer was in his car safe and buckled up while I've been doing the tire change. Mm-hmm. Making sure my brother-in-law is in, the, in, the, in my tow truck safe and buckled up while I'm doing the tire change. Making sure there's nobody else outside of the vehicles that are going to get fucking hit. And I'm going to be the one to fucking do it. I mean, it's, it's reckless in a sense, but it's, you know, it's, it's more it's, like... It's selfless. So, I'm selfless, but I, I, wanted to, I wanted to make sure everybody's safe. Right. Is what it was. Right. And put, you know, putting myself in a shitty situation to make sure everybody else is safe is... That's who I fucking am. It also didn't help that we... Uh, it was shoved in our throat that we would benefit from customer satisfaction. Oh, yeah. Customer satisfaction and production. You know what I mean? So, w- with that in mind, of course, it's in the back of your mind. I mean... If this guy's happy and safe... I, I, I always... I'm very money motivated. Right. So, if I think I'm going to... You know, this dude's going to give me a good survey, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, stay in your car. Be safe. Enjoy the AC. Hey, here's a cold bottle of water I paid for out of my pocket. <laughs> you know, sit back and relax. Yep. I'm going to go out here and potentially fucking die to change your tire. <laughs> Not a problem. Because, I got this. Because of money. You know, and, and that's, you know, and that's going back to, you know, my days of running the streets. I'm out, you know, slinging fucking, slinging whatever, I, you know, I got in my pocket that time. Just for a dollar. For, for money to make sure, you know, I can eat, my kids can eat, the power stays on. My, my whole goal in life is to make sure my kids never grow up the way I grew up. You know, that's exactly it, dude. Make sure my, my kids don't come home from school wondering if there's water to take a shower, right? Power to fucking watch TV, if there's gonna be food in the fridge, if the power's gonna be on to keep the fucking milk cold. You know, I don't know how many times I come home from school and there's an ice chest in my kitchen. Shit. I'm like, yep, we have no wa- we have no power. So let me guess, the milk is on ice with salt in there to keep the ice you know ice cold. Open it up and sure as shit. You know, all this stuff that's in the fridge trying to stay cold is in the ice chest. That's fucked up. And th- I mean, that, that was my childhood, bro. Yeah. That, that's how I grew up. And, I, you know, to this day, my kids ain't, ain't never going to see that life. Well, I mean, it's the right mindset to have. And, you know, no matter what I got to do to make sure it happens, if I got to, you know, if I lost my job today, I, I have 20 other ways I can go make money. You know, it might not be the best ways, the safest ways, but my kid's going to eat. You know, that's one of the things that's always scared me the most about leaving here is all the resources that I have. Oh, dude, when I moved to Arkansas, yeah. I was scared shitless. Yeah. yeah, all your fucking, all your ways are gone. Yeah, I mean, I, I sold everything I had out here. 
I sold my house, my party bus business. I, I sold my, I gave my truck to my father-in-law. Dude, I, I got rid, literally got rid of fucking everything and sold everything. I moved to Arkansas with a 1996 Dodge Ram loaded down with a fucking U-Haul, uh, 8x10 U-Haul trailer. That's all we took out there. Jesus. I didn't fucking have, nothing. I didn't have a house lined up. I didn't have a, I, I had a job lined up is what I had. You know, I was supposed to be the general manager of a, of a company out there. But I had a job lined up is all. We didn't have a house lined up. We didn't have anything lined up. We've never been. To, I've been to Arkansas for a, one week a month before to go visit to look around. Mm-hmm. And that's all I knew about Arkansas. Why Why Arkansas? What's out there? Uh, Not shit. <laughs> you didn't have any leads I, out there? I had nothing. You just picked I, Arkansas? I posted on TikTok. Hey, guys, I'm going to be moving out of Arizona. Who has a truck with my name on it? I had a few people offer me a, a towing job. Oh, okay. And okay. then one one guy calls me up, and he's like, hey, dude, I want to move from Arkansas and leave my company to somebody that's going to run it. Like, do you have that experience? And, you know, be, being a business owner, I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. I, I, can, I can help run a business. Right. I've been towing for eight years at this point. Like, I, I, know, how the, I know how towing works. Got you. So, I, I, you know, I flew out to Arkansas, went and met up with him, looked around. I'm like, dude, this is way less stress than I'm, I'm doing now. You know, I had four trucks I was going to be in charge of, four drivers, four trucks, mm-hmm. a little tiny tow yard. I'm like, dude, this is, and you want to pay me 50 grand a, a year? Like, Fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so I, I literally sold everything a month later and moved to Arkansas. I got there. We ended up getting a fucking motel for a week and uh, stayed in the motel. I was, spo- I was supposed to actually take a day, like when I got there, I got there February 1st. And I was, I was going to take a day because February 2nd is my, mo- is my mom's birthday. Mm-hmm. So we were going to get to, you know, me and my sister, my, my sister and brother-in-law moved out there with me. But uh, we were going to get together, have a little dinner and, you know, celebrate my mom's birthday. And uh, the owner of the company called me and said, hey, man, my lead driver just broke his hand. Can you come in tomorrow? <laughs> Fuck. And it's fucking work. It's going to pay my bills. Yeah, bro. I'll be there. Yep. I'll handle it. So, you know, I have a whole history of ditching my family for a dollar, you know. Uh, like I don't want to say ditching. But, I was like, that's a fucked up way you know, to put like, it. That, that's how I've been, though. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if there's money to be made, I'm gonna go make it. Yeah. And you know, if I gotta miss birthdays, holidays, anniversaries, I'm gonna do it. When you have to provide, you have to provide. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just how you know how I grow up. Right. You know, if, if there's, I, I can't, I can't tell you how many times my dad has been out running the streets and fucking collecting money on my birthday, or my mom collecting money on my birthday and not being there. And that's that's all I've known. Right. So, you know, when dude calls me up and says, hey, the driver broke his hand. I need, you know, I need to see if he can jump in a truck for me. Absolutely. I'll be there. Yep. Yep. We'll, we'll get it done. And uh, about a week after we got there, we found our, fir- our first house and I paid cash. I, I went and looked at the house. Somebody, somebody else already put an application in on it. And he's like, yeah, if, if they're not here tomorrow by three o'clock, it's your guys's. But I need cash for, for deposits. And all my money's in my bank account. I have Desert Financial. Mm. So I'm like, I can only pull $300 a day out of my account. Shit. So, and this dude wants, you know, like $1,500 to move in. So I'm like, well, give me, you know, come 3 o'clock tomorrow, 301, call me if it's ours. I'll fly to Arizona. I'll get the money. I'll come back out here. And he's like, really? You're going to fly there? Yeah, dude. I need, need to get my family in a fucking house. Right. You know, we're living in a motel right now. Mm-hmm. So I flew out. You know, he calls me at, at like 3.15 the next day. Hey, the house is your guys'. 
cool, I'll be there. I showed up, gave him the $300 I can pull out, bought a plane ticket, hauled ass to Little Rock, jumped on a plane, flew out here, pulled the money I had in my account out, went back out there, paid my rent for the first year. God damn. Paid, paid, paid my whole rent for, in cash for my first year. I'm like, here, here you go, man. And that's, you know, that's how we started off in Arkansas. You know, like, hey, I don't have to worry about rent for a year. You know, power bills are cheap. Water bills, you know, cheap as fuck. Like, there's, there's nothing to worry about. Is it a world of difference out there? Oh, absolutely, dude. It's, like, Arkansas is so fucking weird. <laughs> like, out, out here, like, you can't trust anybody out here, bro. No. Like, if they're like, oh, yeah, um, let me borrow 20 bucks. I'll, I'll get it back to you, you know, tomorrow. You got to sign a fucking contract out here. Yeah, yeah, out there, You know, out there, you shake the dude's hand. Hey, man. Give me a thousand bucks, and I'll pay you back in two weeks. You shake his hand, and he's good for it. It's so, you know, it's so different out there, and, and that's that's how I I was like raised, you know, being you know in the drug game and shit is, you know, you gotta take everybody by the word. You can't put anything on paper because if cops come, shits on paper, then you're fucked. Right. Damn, dude. So out there, you know, somebody says says they're gonna do something or, or want something, you shake his hand, and you know, that's how it's that's how it's done. Arkansas. I mean, I, I loved Arkansas, though, dude. It was so beautiful. Yeah. I didn't know a single fucking person out there. <laughs> I bet you that was kind of nice. I mean, it, it was. I know it was. It is what it is. But you know. when you want to meet up at a bar and go have some drinks with somebody or, or go have a, you know, a nice night out, mm-hmm. you don't have anybody. Yeah, that's true. You, know, you got you know, people you meet at work, but at that time, I was everybody's boss. <laughs> so nobody, nobody wants to yeah, see your ass. No, nobody wants to fucking go out and have a beer with their boss. Right. You know, especially when you, you know it's some dude from Arizona that's thirty years old. This guy just fucking flew in and took the boss position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, some of these dudes have been there for seven, eight years, and then all of a sudden, this random ass white boy from Arizona <clears throat> shows up and hey, uh, I'm your boss now. You yeah. gotta do things my way. By the way, fuck, dude. It was, I mean, Ar- dude, Arkansas is so beautiful though. If if I can go back, you know, for just for a vacation. Yeah. There's so many. There's there's so much to do out there, but there's nothing to do at the same time. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. I was just, I was just reminiscing a little <laughs> bit. Um, I got to spend a little bit of time in Iowa. And, Never been. Huh? Never been. I mean, it, it feels like the same thing you just described. Did, did the, the, the Walmart close at 9 o'clock at night? Well, yeah, the one that was 45 <laughs> minutes away. There, <laughs> there was two Walmarts in our town. And uh, one of them closed at midnight, and the other one closed at 9. Everything fucking in town, like all, all of our two street lights, everything that was out there would be closed by like 9 or 10. Th- thing about being a tow truck driver, getting a call at 2 o'clock in the morning when you're dead-ass fucking tired and you're just waking up, mm-hmm. and you want to stop and grab a monster to wake up. Can't. You can't. There's oh. no there's no 24-hour fucking gas stations. Dude, I didn't think about that. Dude, it was so miserable. Um, I, like, just, I, I just remember <laughs> how like green it was. The green really stuck out to me. Arkansas is green as fuck. Yeah, uh, that's the one thing. Like, it was well. We got a lot of snow. Did you guys get snow? Uh, so I was told there's no snow in Arkansas. Like Please. when I got there to visit, it was end of December. Oh yeah, Arkansas. That's that's fucking. And that's the, that's the south. Wait, that's the wait, deep south. wait, wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> when our plane landed, it was cold as shit. Yeah. And, you know, being in Arizona for 15 years, I'm like, yeah, dude, I don't know, I don't know about all this cold shit. Mm-hmm. That night, we get a layer of uh, a little dusting of snow. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to some people out there. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know about all this. And there's snow on the ground. He goes, oh, no, this, 
this doesn't happen. This this isn't normal. I'm like, oh, okay, so this is like a once in you know every couple years type of thing. It was, yeah, like once in every twenty years. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And, you know, I can handle that. We move out there. Two weeks after we're there, I'm still we're still trying to move into our into our new new house. Like I bought all brand new furniture and shit, so I've got boxes and boxes just in my front yard of like couches and entertainment centers and shit. And uh, we get three feet of fucking snow. God damn. Three feet. <laughs> You're like, you motherfucker said it wasn't going to do this. But in, you know, Arkansas, they say they don't have, they don't get snow. So they were prepared for it. The whole town shut down for like two weeks. <laughs> like. It's like Texas when it froze over. It, it was that same year. Oh shit. Yeah. The, the same year Texas froze is when Arkansas fucking got three feet of snow. Damn. And then the very next year we had a, an, um, an ice storm. Oh shit. Like t- talk about turning your life around. I went from selling drugs and beating the shit out of people to being a corrections officer in the state of Arkansas. <laughs> so I'm coming home from the corrections Academy one night and there's ice storm, bro. Like you can't see five. I, I couldn't see the hood of my truck with this ice. I had a white truck, so I blended into the fucking roads. Right. I'm trying to drive. I end up in a ditch. Throw it in four-wheel drive, get myself out, drive another 100 feet back in a fucking ditch. God damn it. Like, that's... Arkansas got so much fucking snow those two years. And everyone said, oh, it doesn't snow here. It doesn't snow. Bullshit. My ass, it doesn't. Because I just got fucked twice in 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, man. Well, on that note, I think we're going to call it. Yeah, man been a, a nice little session what do you think are you gonna do it again oh absolutely yeah i have so many fucking stories <laughs> good like, I, I, i'm an open book at this point yeah no fucks given <laughs> that's what i like to hear like there there's so many stories from the street the street times i can go into mm-hmm. pretty sure those statue limitations are over possibly and then there's <laughs> there, you know, there's stories from uh my time as a Department of Corrections as a CO. Oh yeah, you your biggest chapters are still yet to come. Dude, I, I have so I have so much life to live still. So yeah, exactly. Like I've died twice. <laughs> I've literally died have died twice. See, and that's what we're gonna lead off with next. And yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, um, you're, you're, you guys are listening to a dead man right now. <laughs> do you? <laughs> fuck. <laughs> do you have anything you want to plug? Anything you want to add? Not right, not at the moment, man. Okay. I uh, I just gave up on a bunch of stuff and. Just trying to li- live life right now. Yep, yep. I was I was running, you know, running a couple of decent little businesses, but as of, as of right now, I just try to tow some cars and get life figured back out. Get your shit back in line. My, life has changed so much in the last nine days. Yeah. So. Well, actually, when I leave here, I gotta go figure out life. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hooligan. That's hooligan, y'all. So, all right. Well. I'm glad you finally got to make it in. It's been a long time coming. It's been a uh, way too long time coming since yeah. like your first fucking episode. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about it. I'm like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll jump on that. Yeah. Here, here, what episode number is this going to be? Uh, this will be either 62 or 3. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. I, 62? Yeah. Damn, dude. You, you're like just knocking them out. I'm putting in work, dude. Didn't you start like a week ago? <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> it fucking feels like it. That's fucking crazy. 62 episodes. That is... Sa- save my episode for number 69. We're only... <laughs> <laughs> we're only um, eight months into this, technically. Eight months in. Eight, maybe nine months. 
Not bad. I don't remember when the first episode was. It might have been December. And, and you have a merch store now. Yep. Yep, we got y'all, a merch store. Y'all, y'all go buy some fucking merch. It's help on, help it, this dude out. It's on Etsy. Uh, me vs. Me merch. All one word. Check it out. The link is always in the bio. And, uh, yeah. Thank you for listening, and thank you. Yeah, pleasure, bro. Like, I've been wanting to do this for a while, so this is great. <laughs> we'll be back soon. <laughs>